0: This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald.
1: I'm Ramia Amadin And this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to Kelly and Ramia. Question of the day was the cuisine that you miss dearly. You were saying veal sandwiches, Kels. Is this something um, your friend made or you and your friend would go to get?
0: We'd go to get. And this was one of those things that threw me back to, like, my dad's era. They were big on the meatball sandwiches, and he'd go on yep. and on about them being on uh, big loaves of bread almost. You'd almost make a sandwich out of a crusty bread. You'd cut it in half, pour all that meatball and sauce that in there. That sounds not, amazing. Not one of my favorite. No, oh. no, that's too, I'm not a fan of that. That's really? too messy. But the veal, which, again, is something I didn't know how Best much I like. Best foods are messy. Oh, veal is so soft and wonderful it's in true. the sandwich. Oh, my good heavens. I love it. Um, you'd eat that you're eat you making me miss meatball. things that
1: I haven't even had before. Yeah.
0: I was just going to say, yeah. you're like fighting for <laughs> things you've never even had. Hey,
1: <laughs> that sounds great.
0: I could use that. I miss it. Mm-hmm. You've never had it. I could hear your mother now. You've never had it. Settle down. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, let's talk about something very important, very interesting, because so many of us have experienced one way or another um, with the subject matter at hand. January is foster care. Um Recruitment month, and foster parents can make a huge difference in the lives of children in need. Mary Beth Molenkamp, CEO of Peel Children's Aid Foundation, is here to tell us a little bit more about some of the challenges and rewards of becoming a foster parent. Mary Beth, welcome to Kelly and Rumya.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: This is an incredible topic. I'm very interested to see where we go here and lots to talk about it. But let's start first by uh, what is Peel Children's Foundation and what programs do you support?
2: Sorry, So I'm actually the uh, CEO of the Peel Children's Aid Society. And what we do is we support... Vulnerable children, youth, and families um, in our community and make sure that they are safe and well. Um, we provide services to ensure that they can remain at home with their families, um, work to ensure early help, work with community partners um, to really make sure that children and youth are well um, and safe in our community. And the Peel Children's Aid Society supports Brampton, Caledon, and the city of Mississauga.
1: Okay. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. Um, So with this month being what it is in recruitment and in uh, foster caregiving, who should become a foster parent? And I guess this question is for people who aren't necessarily sure if they want to or if they're equipped or if they understand what it even means to become a foster parent.
2: Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, So, foster caregivers are community members who step forward to help provide care um, for a child or youth in need. Um, And our organization is looking for foster parents who are from a wide range um, of communities. We are, you know, looking for families who can support children um, who are teens, sibling groups, Looking for children in uh, looking for foster caregivers who can support um, children with complex needs. So, say a child who may be dealing with a mental health challenge or be um, dealing with a developmental delay, um, and really they're caregivers who step forward, who just care for children and youth, who want to give back to their community um, and uh, help us, you know, work towards keeping children safe in our region.
0: Wow! And there's so much uh, there that you know you look at what what people in different positions who want to give back, want to help, want to support, especially children, and make that difference for them. So tell us a little bit more about what is involved both in the approval process and when fostering a child, please.
2: Absolutely. So, I mean, there's, a num- there's quite a number of supports for um, a community member who comes forward to be a foster caregiver. There is an assessment process, but sometimes there's a misconception um, that, you know, if you're single or you don't have children, that you can't be a foster right. caregiver. We know that families come in all sizes, and and we want to encourage everybody to step forward. We're looking for people who have parenting experience um, and are able and have some experience working with children who may have some behavioral challenges. But there's a lot of supports um, that we provide for foster caregivers as well. That includes um, robust training sessions, supports from our social workers, child and youth workers, um, and also nurses, um, in terms of really making sure that there's a team around that foster caregiver to ensure that that child or youth um, is supported to the best um, that we possibly
1: can. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Kels. Oh,
0: I was just gonna ask about the supports that, as someone who's interested, Proaches says, I want to get involved, depending on whatever, on different levels. Um, how about the people around them? You, it's wonderful you guys are seeing into the supports, but I also understand that would probably mean the potential supports they may have that that child will, by extension, obviously have. How yeah, much is that assessed? that's a great
2: assessed? question. That's a great question. Um, Foster caregivers become an extension of that child or youth network, right? I mean, if we think about it, when a child or youth comes into foster care, it's arguably one of the most difficult times in their lives. And so it's important that we have um, children and youth as much as possible in family-like settings. So foster caregivers, including their children, um, aunts, uncles, often become an extension of that network um, and open up their homes um, and their lives to them as well. So that family network um, and that opportunity for those caregivers to stay connected with that child's family and that child's community is really important in the process as well.
1: Mm -hmm. And is there a part that you notice, uh, you know, through your work, obviously, being the most challenging part? for either the the family or the support systems that you guys provide the the Children's Aid Society uh, to the families. Is there a point or a predictable aspect of the most challenging part of becoming a foster uh, parent or family?
2: You know, I think sometimes there's probably just misconceptions on on behalf of foster caregivers thinking that maybe that there won't be those supports. So sometimes people may be not sure if they, you know, can open their home to work with our teams when they see the level of support that's provided um, that they're, you know, very open and they're not, there are issues that we we can resolve. I mean, I also think that when we talk about children and youth, some of them may be experiencing some behavioral challenges or just trauma in terms of separation from their family. And so supporting foster care Caregivers through that process um, and making sure that we are guiding them and giving that support, which we do, um, is also really important and sometimes a concern, um, I think, for caregivers who, who may want to step forward.
1: Yeah, that's really... I appreciate that because you're right. Like, there's incredible intention and you can, you know, fill yourself uh, up with all kinds of knowledge and, and know that the supports are out there, but there are points where you might feel like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. I'm not sure what is... You know what this point means so let's talk about the amazing incredible things that can happen to a child um, when the child is placed with a family a foster family that they feel loved and supported by mm-hmm.
2: You know, when we think about this, and one of the things I want to say is that, you know, children's aid societies um, really work hard to make sure that children can stay in their communities. 99% of our work is actually done keeping children at home, making sure that they have programs and parenting supports to do that. But there are times where there are children and youth who are vulnerable, um, and we need to bring them into, into our care. And we try to do that on a temporary basis. Foster caregivers sometimes are there for a short-term support they can become extensions of that child's network often many of them stay connected, um, act as coach and mentors for that child you know throughout their lives and and can integrate with families as well. Um, and so it's really important that we have foster caregivers that can help support that because we all know um, that when we have networks around us um, and when we have supports that we do better um, and we see that in our own lives. And that's really important for our children and youth as well.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like so many different options. And I think, that, like you said, some of the, I don't want to say myths, but stuff from the past that ways things were done 25, 40 years ago, things we hear about or think and then question ourselves. But you've got s- people out there um, so full of love, so full of concerns, so willing, and in different circumstances, wanting to take care. There are enough of those conversations once in a while, I'm sure, that are not the pleasant ones. Why? How comes it may not work? Or how come some of the roadblocks that are there may not be dealt with or moving a child from uh, an area that they've started to grow up and have been used to, to somewhere else? But... Can you describe how rewarding it can be being a foster parent
2: yeah absolutely you know i think um, for our foster caregivers that ability to give back to the community um, and we always say that it takes a village to raise a child Mm -hmm. right and it's really important for us that community caregivers come forward Um, it's also important that you know our foster caregivers are reflective of our community So, you know, coming from Peel Region, which is one of the most diverse regions in Canada, we want to make sure that our foster caregivers are also representative of our communities, right? We know that if we can ensure that children and youth are placed in foster homes that are reflective of their identity, their race, their ethnicity, you know, their sexual orientation, gender identity, that children will be more comfortable um, and they'll feel that connection. And for foster caregivers to be able to see that um, and that reward and to see how a child develops um, and the change and the impact that it can make in their life um, is something that many of them have come back and spoke to us about around that being something that was pivotal for them um, in terms of giving back to their community, but also being able to give back to a child in need.
1: Mary Beth, we asked you like at the top, you know, for people who've been considering being a, a foster parent, what kind of um, things they need to consider and who can really become. How about for people who've never considered it? Um, do you have any, you know, words to say or any message to give to people who may be like, I, I don't mm. think this is for me? Yeah. Or, yeah I- or this is the first time they've been exposed to this conversation at all?
2: Absolutely. I think part of that is around... What we were what you were talking about around this pre-conception um, of who a foster caregiver can be mm-hmm. right some people think that they have to be married have to ha- you know have children have to be able to own their own home those are, not necessar- those are not the case, right? And so I think sometimes people sort of self-select because they feel like maybe they don't have the experience. Um, but what I would encourage them to do is to contact us um, and to speak with our amazing team, um, because they'll really be able to talk about what supports are there um, and uh, help to be able to provide them with just some things to think about um, around how rewarding it is to, to do this and, and to give back to a child or youth in need
0: pretty incredible when you think about what people have seen over the years, Mary Beth, in what maybe uh, foster parents are out there. And I, again, leading to some of those areas of self-doubt of, uh, you know, I don't have a partner, I'm this age, or I'm too young, or I'm too old, whatever those things, I, I don't have grandparents for the child, or my my neighborhood, there isn't that park over there for the child to run in. There are so many of the things that can fill our minds with that doubt. Um, and we miss out, I, I'm sure at times on the love that's in here, right in their heart.
2: Absolutely. Um, there's extensive um, support within our foster parents as well. There's a foster parent um, association that provides support to them. So there's mm. that peer um, coaching and mentoring as well. Um, yeah. So I think when people um, step into it and they see that there is that, um, that ability to kind of come together, to be able to provide that, to challenge some of those um preconceived notions that they really find that this is something that they can do. Um, And uh, we're encouraging community members to step forward because um, we do need you. um, And uh, we're hoping people will consider this um, in terms of a way to give back to the community.
1: Anything particularly about um, Peel Region that you want to point out because, you know, your your association is, or the Children's Aid Society of Peel Region probably have you know, a unique set of circumstances that you deal with compared to, let's say, within Toronto or other parts of the greater Toronto area or, you know, pulling out even more around the country?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I often say that Peel uh, Children's Aid is is a bit of a microcosm um, for Canada as well in terms of our diversity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would also, when we think about the demographics of Peel, you know, 50 to 60% of our residents would say that they identify as a newcomer or an immigrant to Canada. And so that is also um, another important area in terms of understanding the newcomer experience and what that looks like for a child. Peel Children's Aid also has Pearson International Airport um, within our our region as well. And so sometimes we do experience children or youth um, where there might be a concern who arrive into Canada who may be here unaccompanied with no family, um, and we need to consider bringing them into foster care as well. So that is really unique about Peel Children's Aid is that because of that, that we may see children and youth that are not just from our region, that may be from abroad, uh, that may be in need. Um, And so our foster caregivers will also receive some specialized training around how they support, um, understand that newcomer experience and understand some of the pre and post um, migration trauma that children and youth may be experiencing um, who who may come into foster care.
0: Mary Beth, fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing with us, explaining a lot of things and kind of helping uh, encourage those out there, especially on this special month um, who who are considering, have wanted to consider or also just allowing us to recognize those who are um, taking care of children, supporting, loving and bringing those wonderful lives to people. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much.
0: That was uh, Mary Beth Molenkamp. CEO of uh, Peel Children's Aid Society, discussing what it means to become a foster parent.
1: After the break, we have nutrition with Julia Caranches, And because it's January, let's continue talking about these healthy habits, specifically when it comes to eating and keeping our immune system strong during the winter. We'll be back with that convo on Kelly and Ramya.
0: Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Rumya return with more in a moment.
1: The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.